This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Blank Podcast, the podcast that delves into those frustrating moments with some well-known people. I'm Jim Daly, and I'm delighted to say that joining me as ever for the first pod of 2019, it's Giles Paley Phillips. Happy New Year to you! Happy New Year! How you doing, Jim? I'm really good. Christmas, lovely Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, you? Very nice, thank you. Yeah, it was nice to have some time off and spend some time with the family. It was great. Did you get everything your heart desired? Well, I kind of got my Christmas present up bit early this year for around my birthday time in october so i okay. didn't really get a lot at christmas which is fine doesn't matter well, we're, we're too old for presents now anyway aren't we? well even yeah, it was a coffee machine and i really and it was nice oh. I, I enjoyed coffee over the you love that coffee machine i do love that it's <laughs> a good present yeah, it is a good present <laughs> and uh, what's a good present for our listeners is today oh you're such a pro jim david it's been long enough um <laughs> is today's guest who is the wonderful amanda abington ah so pleased to have a match. You know, I do that every time, don't I? Oh, no, but because really? we have some, we have amazing I know, guests. I know, because we, we it do surprises me guests. every time we do these introductions that we've got these amazing that guests. This has happened. Yeah. That we've, we've got yeah. these people on. Yeah. How, they agreed to do, do it. it? <laughs> they turned up. Yeah. And they were amazing. And they were amazing, yeah. And yeah, Amanda Abington, who I'm a massive fan of, her work, fantastic actress, who's been in some really amazing shows, including yeah. Sherlock and Safe, which is on Netflix, which is also a great show. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and then a fascinating chat we had with yeah. Amanda. Yeah, she was really. And she's just a wonderful, interesting person yeah. as well. And we just this this pod went to so many places. It did. It went all over the place. And yeah, we, we talked about politics. We talked yeah. about Trump, Brexit, taking sides, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and of course her career as an actress as well. Yeah, I should also probably apologise for my microphone cutting out a few times during the pod when I'm asking questions. Uh, really sorry about that. Um, a few technical issues that we are working on for future pods and um, but you can hear all of amanda no problems with her microphone and uh, that's the main thing that really matters on the pod let's be honest it's a really great one to keep the ear off so i think we should just dive straight we into should, it we should dive straight in so this is amanda abington on the blank podcast 
So you've been so you've been a bit under the weather. I've been a little bit under the weather, <laughs> but I'm all right. This it's been a lingerer, and I don't normally. Um, I normally just do paracetamol and vitamin C. Yeah. But my friend Anna Freya North, who's a writer, gave me these Spanish drugs. Spanish and, uh, drugs. And she said they'll they'll knock it out, and they did. But it's just repressed it for like uh, five more days. So it's what just, are they called? I think they're called. They're called. <laughs> I want to screw you up. I don't okay, know because yeah. they they were they were amazing. They dried it up in like twenty five minutes, and then I was feeling great. Think, oh, and then yeah. the next day, it sort of came back with its mates and oh. had a, and was having a party in my nose and my. Ah, oh. but yeah, so yeah, because I normally do the kind of Barocca type. Thing. Well, yeah, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to treat a cold. You're just supposed no. to you're supposed to just have paracetamol yeah. and vitamin C, honey and lemon, and don't repress it because yeah. it 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 will stay. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Start feed a cold. No, it's feed a cold. Feed a feed a cold. Starve a fever. That's it. Because normally, actually, if you've got a fever, you do not. You no, you don't want to eat. You're like shivery and you sweat like. Yeah, I won't. It's horrible. Fevers are horrible. Yeah, if you've not had many, you have to feed a cold. Yeah. Because I've had flu a couple yeah, times, proper flu though. So have I. I, I yeah. got swine flu about five years swine ago. Swine flu? Four or five years ago, I nearly died. I say that I didn't nearly die, but I felt, it felt like, like you were But I, the doctor yeah. said you had swine flu, and, and I was getting How up did going. You well, I guess I'd it was just, just run yeah. down. Yeah. I do that. I get, you know, there are times when I get really run down. I did that. I did safe last year and got a really bad kidney infection. Oh, okay. And ended up nearly was getting sepsis. Was that because of long, long shoots and stuff? Yeah, and just, nights, yeah, and just, yeah, it was, it was, and I was filming in a swimming pool. And, uh, yes. and I didn't, I, you know, you don't look, you don't well, really Because there's look. quite a few, there's quite a few scenes of the yeah. film, wasn't there? Yeah, and we were in the, we were in that pool from around this time of year as well. And we were in that pool uh, from about nine o'clock in the evening till three o'clock in the morning. Wow. And there was a... And there was, was a horrible bit. That was, well, it, well we, had a nur- we had a nurse on set all the time testing it because if uh, it got okay. below a certain t- temperature, we had to be hauled out. Cause okay. It was all got very dramatic. So wow. How many times did you get hauled out? <laughs> None. I was really gutted. But what, <laughs> yeah. what was horrible? We had no. To do, she can take yeah, it any more degrees. Yeah, she's all right. She'll <laughs> be fine. We've got another Amanda. Um, but she, uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So so basically, I had to, I, I had to go in fully clothed and do these scenes and yeah. everything. And then we got out and they dried us all off. And then we had to reshoot some of the scenes. I had to get oh, all dry no. and get all wet again no. about two o'clock in the morning. It was it was awful. Yeah. But I still smile. Perks of the job. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. I mean, it really was. It's a great show. I loved it. I really liked it. It's all right, it. isn't it? I, yeah. I did. I, th- I love. I, I haven't. I've had like two or three people that have gone. Nah, didn't like it. But generally, people have really loved it. Well, it was one of those shows where I just we, me and my wife watched it and we just gobbled it up in yeah. a few days. You know, it's one of those ones you just watch. It's a real yeah. binger, isn't yeah. it? It's like his books. Harlan's yeah. books are like. That. Yeah, and it felt exactly like yeah. Harlan Coben book. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've only had two or three people that have gone. No, I didn't like it at all. Oh, and well, they've yeah. gone. Oh no, I guess it was you. First been. episode. It's like oh, yeah. right. for all those people that haven't seen it. They now know it's me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but by fact, you should have watched it by now because yeah, it's been out a year. Really, yeah, it's on Netflix. Everybody. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Safe. On Seamless Netflix. plug. But you, yeah. you always get whatever you do, you're going to get some people saying it's oh, not for them. Yeah, for them. but that's great though, and I'd yeah. ra- I'd much rather have those extremes than have somebody just go, nah. you yeah. know. And it's the same yeah. with 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 your views. You know, it's my, if you if you're causing either love or hatred, then I suppose that's better than being like a real kind of beige. Yeah not a very interesting person. Well, they say that about stand-up. Like, if you do, like, a corny joke... Yeah. ...and you get the audience go, oh... Mm. Th- that's still a reaction. That's yes. still them getting the joke. Yeah. 
it might be a terrible yeah, joke, course, but, it's, yeah. but it's better than silence. Better than silence. If you, or really just, yeah. <laughs> I walked out of some very bad stand-up comedy at the weekend. Oh, really? Very bad, yeah. It, was, it wasn't very good at all. Oh, and no. I don't normally walk out of things. And, wow. And uh, yeah, me, me and the other half went, no, we're not mm. doing this. Because it was particularly bad it, well, or well, offensive? It was, a, or? it was kind of offensive. It was a bit offensive. Oh, he was okay. kind of talking about mental health and oh. suicide. and But doing it in such a sort of... Um, this is all about me and you guys haven't experienced it. And we were like, well, oh. you know, and I had an experience recently where, where one of my friends committed suicide um, very, very recently. Oh God, and sorry. so uh, it, it kind of really resonated with me. And I thought, wow, you have no, I, you know, you don't have any idea what's going on mm. in this room and who yeah. these people are. And actually to, to be so, va- to be, it, it was a real vain thing and very self-absorbed thing to say. And I was really cross about it. So me and, John Joe looked at each other and went, no, we're, we're leaving. We'll leave, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. It was really, yeah. You, 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 I think you're absolutely right. You never know what's going on in other no, people's lives. I think you have to be really careful with, with when you're talking about things like that. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think possibly most things are up for, for a joke. You know, I think we have yeah. to have a sense of humour in order to get through life, you know, now more than ever with everything that's going on in the, on the planet. But I think you have to. There, there is a way of, of tempering that, and there is a way of, 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 of gauging an audience and, and, and doing it in a tasteful way, yeah. or doing it in a way that isn't offensive or, you know, upsetting. But also bringing them onto you, with you, yeah. and the journey through the joke, and the joke not being absolutely me to you. Yeah, it's it's bit, it was really isolating, and I wasn't very. Yeah, yeah it was a bit. Offen- I, I don't get offended. I, I, I sometimes get offended. I'm not saying I don't imagine you getting offended. I get offended with by stupid people, and I get offended by <laughs> I get offended when with animal cruelty, and I get yeah. offended with when people when people assume that they know me. Like I've had I've had um, arguments on Twitter recently about the transgender subject, and people mm. just assume say she's a turf, and I think well you have no idea yeah. of my politics, you have no yeah. idea what I think about, and because I follow various people. I follow I follow a broad church of people, yeah. and some people I don't like, and some people I do. But I think it's good to know your enemy, and it's good to know what yeah, you're yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. so 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 you know people who get very violently vehement about me being no she she just she doesn't it's like you have no idea yeah, of my yeah, politics yeah. and what I stand for, and and I think you know you're insulting me by calling me these derogatory terms actually because you don't know my politics and you don't know who I stand up for and yeah. and who I support. So, it's, it, but getting in a fight on Twitter is and is and, and you see things <laughs> out of context sometimes on Twitter. Absolutely, so you might yeah. Push one thing, but you know, you've yeah, catalogue of other stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, and also you, you know, you can it. have an opi- you can have an opinion, and, it, and I think you have to have a debate, especially about something so uh, emotionally charged as as the transgender debate. You know, mm. because it's not it's not black and white, and there, mm. there are issues that are around it, and it is a sensitive emotional subject, and it and it affects people's lives and. and and, and I think to, you know, to, to diminish it into 128 characters yeah. on Twitter, yeah, I just think, yeah. well, what are you saying about your um, community if you're going to do that? You're not, mm. you're not honouring that. So, so I've, got, I've got into a few debates recently, but then I just block and go now. Yeah. It's just is that, easier. Is that your sort of go-to thing to do then? When blo- it is abuse? now. Because I, 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 I give people a lot of time with that. And, and you know, my friends say, don't give them the, don't give them the yeah. oxygen. And he said, well, you know, because, you know, I don't, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you want to you want to fight your corner, yeah. but at the same time you don't want to give these idiots any time. So, it's a difficult one to gauge. So, have you had any where you've given them time and actually you've been able to come to a sort of resolution? Mm. Maybe where they've they've changed yes. their opinion or yeah. even helped you change your opinion. Or yeah, something like and that. I can't remember what it was involving, but we did we did end up sort of laughing about it, and it was great. And that's yeah. how you know that's that's a, that's how you should debate things and how you should talk about things because that's how you resolve things i think you know yeah. a lot of stuff is resolved through humor 
Yeah. Or just, or just like it's a common well, and ground. And talking yeah. sensibly. And talking sensibly. And also, you know, yeah. also respecting each other's opinions because no one yeah. isn't. You know, everybody agree. Of course, we don't agree. Otherwise, you know, Trump wouldn't be in the White House yeah. and we wouldn't be having Brexit. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you know, you know, we have to. I don't know. We but we've, be we've talked sensitive. about before about choosing sides and now that often happens on mm. on social media particularly. Well, it becomes like if you're not for it, you're against yeah, it, exactly. which is ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know, that it, I just find that but really... But a lot of these subjects reductive. are grey. You know, they're not black and white. They are. Well, life yeah. is grey. We, we, we've become, I hear this phrase so much in the last year or so, mm. binary society. Yeah. Where it's literally one or the other. It's the same with politics, with football. We're both yeah. football fans and like you see yeah. it all the time. You either, When you win, you're the greatest team. When you lose, you're going down. Totally. Like, happens all the time. And, and life is is got so many grey areas. It it's not really black and white. Has. There's, it really isn't. It's not black and white, no. and we see that more and more. In, as you said, like in politics and sport, every, in every everywhere now, people yeah. just want you either that or you're that, and it's mm. you can't. You know, that's so. It is reductive. I think. Yeah. Do you think that? Has, do you think that's been brought on by social media? Yeah, I do. I think. And that's quite media. a wide. But thing no, to I do, think it is. I mean, it gives people. You know, in my when I was growing up, I had a diary. And that's where you'd vent. That's yeah, where you'd yeah. put. That's where you talk. Or mm. that's where you. Or you talk to your friends and debate in a pub or something. But now yeah. you have this public forum where your opinion because it's you're pushing it out into the ether it you know it's the most important one it's like well and it, it you know you you th- it, we're all we're all you know we're all culpable but i think you know it does make you quite narcissistic and so you self self-important and self-aggrandizing i think I find myself and you have to be very careful absolutely and i find myself worrying a lot about what picture am i putting on instagram today what well, am yeah, I you do. and i quite often hold back on twitter and i just think well I, if i just retweet well, this i'll retweet so someone else <laughs> yeah that's, i've got to stop doing that oh. um if i retweet someone else's opinion then that's me validating that but i'm not saying it yeah i, I, I get very worried you on do twitter. yeah i think it, you know it, it, it can get quite obsessive and that's why you mm. have to sort of start tweeting pictures of dogs <laughs> catching <laughs> balls and things because that's because it's it, you know twitter is brilliant for that and it's also brilliant for for you know for finding your tribe and also for you know with what's going on in you know with that terrible stuff that went on with cnn and donald trump the other yeah, yeah you know th- that is it it, it it that i think it's great for yeah. because it exposes yeah fraud and it exposes mm. lies and it exposes yeah. deceit and i think that's really good but i think it can be a it can be a a terrible place for debate yeah because people don't want to debate as well people some people don't they just want to say this is my opinion yeah. and if you don't like it then you're a nazi it's like, well no hang on yeah. wait 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 we're going from we're going from me not agreeing you to being with to being a, a yeah, member of worst, one of the yeah. most powerful and dangerous yeah. political parties ever People, That's yeah. what you're calling. People don't yeah. want debate. Yeah, they don't want debate. They just want to be validated. Yeah, they do, and 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 I can understand it. You know, I, mm. I understand that, but but um, I think we have to sort of see it for what it is, which is a place where you can you know tweet puppies and <laughs> and sometimes have your political opinion. I think I might just go back to tweeting puppies. I might just. It's so much that. fun. Yeah. I love tweeting baby elephants. I haven't got puppies. <laughs> no, I just find pictures oh, yeah. of puppies oh, and go, okay. and then I call them. I go silly twat. <laughs> look, look at this stupid dick. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. And people do it. They go, oh my God, it's amazing. They are, though. They're idiots. I love dogs. They're idiots. So anyway, Amanda, thanks for coming on the Blank Podcast. Thank you for having me. No, it's real pleasure to have you. Oh, and it's uh, lovely. Obviously, we've been following each other on Twitter for quite a while. Yeah, we have. I feel like we're like best friends. Well, we are friends now. Yeah, yeah. we're best friends. I mean, we've known each other for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we normally start this off by talking a bit about your career and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You are from North London originally, is that right? I was born in Edgware and mm-hmm. then grew up in Finchley. 
and then moved out to Hertfordshire and I've sort of been a North London girl ever since. I've not really lived anywhere else in, in London. I, t- I think I tried Ealing for about two weeks and hated it. <laughs> not because Ealing's horrible, but because it's not my... It's not your... It's not uh, my yeah. manner. It's yeah, not my... T- yeah. you, you know, you, you, you go where you know. Yeah, and, and absolutely. I, I'm a big North London fan. Love North London. So, uh, and all my family were from North London, are from North London. So it was just, it just seemed natural that I would stay there really. I lived in South London for a lot, and we were told not to like North London. Yeah, cross, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, the a, there's a north-south divide, yeah. definitely. Big time. Definitely. I'm, I'm, two of my best friends live in West Norwood, so it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult, but um, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, but I love North London. Yeah, uh, I actually moved. From, I went from South London to uh, Buckinghamshire, so. Which I call North, North, West, West. Oh, London. North, yeah, but part, we were saying this earlier. Hearts, Hearts, Beds, and Bucks. Yeah. They're the three home counties. Yeah, there's a tube line there, so it still counts as London. It does. And then there's Essex and Kent, which we don't. You know. <laughs> well, I grew up in Kent. But <laughs> yeah. But don't you think there's Hearts, but, and then there's, the, there's that, that lot at the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just leave you're, in the, you're in that lot, are you? I'm you're in that lot. Yeah, yeah. Essex yeah. Kent tribe. We're yeah. like, we're the Shires. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely upgraded. Yeah. Like, massively. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. It's. it's it's nice being that close to London, but having a yeah, few yeah. fields and stuff, you know. Yeah, because it's quite green up that area, is it? More green? It is, it is green. I'm thinking of moving back to Crouch End or North London at some point, because my kids are now both going to go to secondary school next year. And I'm thinking just in terms of them as well, because I grew up on a train line. And we live on a country lane. And I just think they're going to hate me when they're 13. And well, Joe's going to be 13 next month, but they're going to hate me when they're about 15 or 16 and they want to just go out on the yeah. tube. Yeah. So... I am thinking of them, but at the moment they're going, no, why are you doing this? Why are you moving? I'm saying, well, because, you know, you'll thank me when you're 16. Yeah. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like recording the conversation going, see, <laughs> yeah, see, do. I was right because I always am. Oh, my God. I dreamed of doing that with my mum when I was when I was younger, of recording yeah. conversations just because I know it's going to come back at some point. Yeah, yeah. I did that I with did. Joe once when he was a kid because he promised to give up his, he used to have a bottle of milk when he was about four still, when he was going to bed. And, he, and I filmed him doing it. He said, and I promise, and I promise, <laughs> and I promise, and I promise, I will, this is my last one. And then the next night, he went, Mummy, can I have a bottle? I was like, Look. And he went, just burst into tears. I was like, I'm sorry. But I'm going to show his girlfriend that when he gets home. Yeah. Just promising no more milk. And you went to school there as well, did you? I did. I went yeah. to Little Heath Primary School, which was a lovely little primary school, although I did get bullied there. And then I went to a great secondary school called Chancellors. And it was great. I loved my secondary school. I hated primary school. Hated it. It made me so unhappy. Because of the bullying? Because of the bullying, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was horrible and relentless. And, and what, what, the entire time you were there? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Pretty much. And yeah. can you, with any particular reason, just because just you It was just a were, gang of girls that yeah, didn't just, like just me. Didn't and, like, yeah. and I was quite small for my age and, and you know, quite skinny. And, um, and I, I don't know what, they just, found, they just found something to pick on. And I was, I, I, you know, I, I, I suppose cause I... I always value the. I always look after, try and look after people, and I'm try and be nice. And I suppose they, bullies, bullies find anything, don't yeah. they? They find yeah. the weakness, yeah. or they find something to latch onto. And they, but they, yeah, they were not very nice. So I'm very aware now of, of bullying and and. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say, does, does that come? You know, when you, do you see it in other like I, in your life yeah. right now? Yeah, I'm very aware. If, very if I see anything in tune with it. Yeah, yeah. and if I see like if, if my kids are sort of you know if, if they're showing signs of doing it which they're not because they've been brought up not to you know to yeah. be all encompassing and to be kind and doesn't you know respectful but if i if i know that something's going on in school i'll be down on it 
Yeah. And if I, in the same in the workplace, if you yeah. know, if I if I see something going on there, then I'm very quick because I I can't stand it. It makes me feel sick seeing mm. somebody just the same feeling yeah, just come back. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really horrible. It's a visceral thing. It really is. It takes you right back to when I was in the toilets, just terrified to come out, mm. and they'd still, they'd taken my pee kit and my lunch and. Yeah. And and I was in the toilet at lunchtime thinking I, they're going to beat me up again. And it, it, yeah, it's horrible. So I'm very aware of it. And I think it's good to be aware because then you can fight it. You know, you yeah. can be very strong about it and take a stand. It taps into that vulnerability that we yeah. still even have now. It's not just completely. Thing, yeah, we still have it. totally. And I, you know, I think the, I think artistic people have that as well. Yeah. Like they have a vulnerability in a. There is a there is a frequency that I think actors, artists, dance. They have that thing where they are more aware of that yeah. then I know that, that doesn't sound very nice about other people that don't do the theatre but I, 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 it's not a negative thing I'm just saying that I think in order to, to be artistic or order to, you have to be very self-aware and aware of your environment but you are trained are you not to literally tap into those emotions yeah to be in tune it's with them yes, more than other people yeah yeah and they're much more surface you know and I, they have been <clears throat> they've become more surface actually since having children and I said this, my, my, you, you um, spoke to Rebecca Carlyle, didn't yeah, you? Yes. She's great. Yeah, yeah. And, she, you know, she's got two boys. And, and, and we talked about this, that when you have children, it does. It, it, something triggers that, you, that everything's much more surface. Mm. And I don't know what that is, whether it's a maternal thing or it's a paternal thing. I think it's just it can happen with both male and female. But something does trigger when you have kids. Yeah. It's a weird one, but it's great because it means you can cry on tap and get angry very quickly, and <laughs> yeah. which is you know, it's for work. It's great yeah. for work, yeah. And also in social situations, if you're feeling, you know, yeah. not having much tension. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So when did the acting come about? Then was that something an outlet at that time? No, for you, I was, was a dancer. I trained as a dancer, oh, okay. so I started dancing when I was about five. My mum had said to me, "You can either do horse riding." Or ballet, you can't do both because we can't afford it. So I was like, okay, so. I thought, do you wish you'd done the horse riding? Yeah. Now? <laughs> <laughs> my friend, as I say, my friend Freya, who I spoke about earlier, she's got horses and yeah, I love them. But I, I think I'd have been pretty crap. But so I tried dancing and I did that till I was about 16, 17. And then I got a very bad injury and ripped my groin. I went down oh, into splits okay. without warming up properly. And so that was the put paid to the end of my career yeah. after the set. And did you know that moment that it could I be I kind of like did but I'd also you know I'd, I'd been going up for things I'd been auditioning for Cats and Starlight Express and stuff like that so I was do I was I was on that circuit and doing it but I didn't uh, I'm, I wasn't a very good dancer and you know just in I was never going to be like a, 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 a prima ballerina or, or, a, or a, a big dancer I was always going to be like I wasn't even going to be I'm not even good I wouldn't have even be good enough for chorus do you know what I mean I'm not right. So I remember a, dra- a drama teacher saying to me, you know, I think you should probably try acting because I think that's where your talent lies and I think you need to push that and, you know, elbow the dancing. So I did and uh, auditioned for a little drama school in Hitchin called Hertfordshire Theatre School. Hitchin? Mm. And it's not there anymore. It was in this lovely old listed building. I know Hitchin. Yeah. My in-laws live in Hitchin. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, a lovely little market, market town. town. Yeah. And we Very were in pretty. this lovely grade two listed building for about, uh, I was there for three years and I think the whole school ran for about 10 or 15 years. And it was run by this amazing man called John Gardner, who's since passed away. But he was a real kind of mentor for me and and so full of life and and loved acting and was a writer and, and, and 
yeah, just 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 taught me that it's all about instinct and it's all about it. You know, it, it you know it's it's all about what's in your heart and your head and just go. You know, you don't have to think about it too much. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of you know quite a few actors I know get really interested I mean, and that's fair enough but he was one who said no just trust your instinct because it, it, it's usually right and so I, I did that and then I got an audition for the bill while I was still there and then uh, I, I got that part while I was still at drama school and then the agent that got me that part said do you want me to represent you and it kind of went on from there but it wasn't an easy you know it wasn't like I, I suddenly got like six months at the National and yeah. and then the Globe and I never I never went that route and I and I think to probably I don't know now whether that's to my detriment because I'm not really classed as a I see I don't think of myself as like a, a classical actress or somebody who's taken particularly seriously and I think that's because I didn't go to a big drama school and I didn't immediately work at the National or the, you know, or the RSC or things like that. So I, in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not proper then. You know, I'm not a proper, I did the bill. I started, <laughs> that was my first job. So, so I can't be classed as a, you know, I'm a bit of a mongrel as opposed to a pedigree. And I don't know whether that's, you know, stood me in good stead or whether that's been my downfall. But uh, I do sometimes feel a little bit um, out of my depth if I'm in like, situations in you know if I go to a press night at a theatre I always think oh god I'm such a fake (laughs) (laughs) which is a weird feeling because you know I I I don't think I'm a bad actor I think you know I can do the job so it's a real weird one for me but that's you telling I mean again that I think that's a creative yeah I think so and that's you convincing yourself Mm. filling in the blanks yeah, because I do, you know, I do think my instincts as an actress are really, I do think they're good, you know, and I hate blowing my own trumpet. I mean, you ask any of my friends, I do not ever say, no, I'm bloody amazing. I never yeah. do that. I'm always like, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but I do think I'm, I'm an instinctive actress and I do think I know, I can read a script and go, I know exactly how to do this. And whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But my instinct's telling me that this is how it should be played. Well, I think um, that comes through in your performances, though. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. that's very kind. Yeah. See, see, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very bad at taking compliments, or, or yeah. which is, you know, which is not good. I'm not it? either. I'm I don't. Bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm always, but see, I'm always very aware of people go. Yeah, I'm pretty great. I think, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, really. because also, you know, I think particularly yes. with acting as well, particularly. You never stop learning. You know, I go into every job and I learn something from somebody. And yeah, I think sure, you have yeah, to. Yeah. And once you say, no, I know everything there is to know about acting. Yeah. I think, well, then you are limiting yourself as yeah. an actor. Yeah. You have to take everything you can from everywhere. You, like a, you have to be a sponge. Yeah. And I think, again, that's about instinct. And it's about um, also, you know, not taking it so seriously. I mean, I take my job very seriously and I love my work and I wouldn't do anything else. But I think... Um, I think you can you can have your acting and, 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 and that can be your job and your vocation, but at the same time it should run parallel and not intrude too much on your personal life as well. No. You know, I think when it spills over into your personal life it, or it becomes therapy, I've seen things rec- yeah. I've seen a few things recently where acting has looked like therapy for somebody and I think, wow, you're not enjoying this. Yeah. And I'm not enjoying it as a viewer because yeah. I know the pain you're going through. This isn't this is an ordeal for you. Yeah. This isn't fun for you. And acting should be fun yeah. you know, for, for, for the watcher and for the person doing it and yeah. I think if you're 
using it as a kind of catharsis, then it's it's not great. But that is a hard balance, isn't it? Getting that yeah. life work balance. It really is. is. It always is. And, and especially if you have a family and especially if, you know, if you have, have commitments and responsibilities, you know, it is, you have to cherry pick what you want to do yeah. and you yeah. have to, you know, juggle childcare and, and, and social life and looking after people as well as, you know, wanting to do something that you love doing. Yeah. Um, so it is a bit of a minefield. But I think it has to be baseline acting has to be fun mm. and i think you know if, you, if, if it's not if it's not giving you joy then you shouldn't really do it i love that advice about from mr gardner was it about following mm. your instincts yeah i think that's beautiful i think it could be applied to a lot of industries and a lot of different people i think so because i think you know we we don't listen to that you know we're, we we do not listen to and especially as we were talking about earlier with social media and stuff like that we are so consumed by by our phones and our tablets and, and screens now that actually we, we, we don't, we stop listening to the voice in our head and particularly in our heart. And I know that, you know, it sounds like yeah. she's been a bit of a wanker, no, but, I, I, but, no, but, no, there, but there is something that. about, there is something about your, your inner voice that, that you have to sort of chew, you tune out all this crazy shit that's going on on the planet at the moment. And, you know, listen to your, your gut is a big, big um, indicator I watched the thing recently and a guy was had spent some time with some Aborigines, a tribe, mm. and they determine a lot of what they do with their gut. Mm. And it's, I, I can't remember where you said the name was. It's, it was an Aboriginal name. Yeah. And he said, yeah, they, the gut is... So the first thought of anything is the gut. Yeah. He said, unfortunately, in Western worlds, it gets filtered through your heart and then your brain. Wow. And actually that initial thought, that initial instinct is the one you should definitely go to. Wow, that's amazing. But it makes sense. It does. Because whenever you feel anything, adrenaline, fear, anger, it comes from here. It comes from, you can feel it. It's it's, it's like a, it's palpable. And I think... And they basically, yeah, they they live their lives by their gut feeling. Wow. And I bet they're really happy as well. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose actually I really took that on and thought, moving forward I want to do that more yeah okay. and, I, and, all, and I think all it is is just like it's, it's tuning out the, yeah. the, the madness yeah. in, in the world and, and every now and again just, just sort of sitting and breathing and just going what? I wonder how I feel about that and, and I think your first instinct is usually your, your, the correct one you know yeah. your, if, if any yeah. decision you immediately go oh I want to do that and then you think about it and go no I don't yeah. I think, you know, I think you second guess yourself yeah I yeah, think so. Something about logistics and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, yeah. if you think, oh, God, I want to do it, and then yeah. you, you talk yourself out of stuff, or Absolutely. you talk yourself into things. Absolutely. But yeah. But there is, just talking there about um, filtering out the world, there is so much noise at the moment. Isn't there? I mean, particularly at this moment in time, like, there's a lot of Well, it feels noise. like the world's gone, it feels like, the, I'm, I feel like I'm on it at the biggest circus. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. everything that's going yeah. on on there's the planet. There's an awful lot of clowns. There really yeah. is. And there's also a lot of, you know, quite dangerous people yeah. that are being allowed to yeah. to do what they want to do. Yeah. And, and, and we're not we're, we're not listening. You know, we're just going, oh, no. you know, and, and we're drowning it out. And I don't really know why. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's quite scary. Like, as I say, what happened the other day with, with that CNN reporter, it mm, really, yeah. it, it changed, literally doctoring the... the t- yeah, 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 saw, yeah. Yeah, doctoring the things to say that he'd put his... Yeah. He and they got the it manhandled. But they got the piece of they got the, the, the slowed down piece of video from Infowar Infowar. Yeah. Oh, which really? it, you're getting it from a far right yeah. organization. Yeah. And, then is, gonna, the and then you're gonna and then you're gonna and you're peddling that yeah, yeah. as yeah. you're peddling that as truth. Yeah. I and we're going 
We're laughing we at it. it. We've all seen it. But 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 we're except we're not doing anything about it, and that's what I kind of don't understand. That that. Do you think people feel powerless? Yeah. Because I feel powerless sometimes. Well, we haven't got no. There's no strong leader at the moment. We yeah. don't have one in this country. Yeah. We don't have one on the opposition. We have yeah. nobody going. We need to galvanise. We've mm. just got sort of like quite watery, uh, insipid sort of. Yeah. There's no one galvanising for the Because I get outside. like, I, I happily retweet stuff and tweet like what I think is right and wrong and stuff. But yeah. then I'm like, no, but what can I physically do? Yeah. And like, I go on marches and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know, but you know, but I, and it's I brilliant. Office, I'm but not, I know. don't know. Well, Jim, I'd vote for you. <laughs> I'd vote for you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I suppose, you know, I suppose we saw with the midterms, you know, with the, the, the Democrats had a little surge in the lower house. Yeah. But it's just not enough, I no, don't think. You know, no. it's not enough. I mean, it's a little indicator. No, and actually with that, I guess, uh, Trump's base came out in strength as well. They did, so, yeah. You know, Which baffles me. Yeah. It baffles me that he even well, has one, one I know, follower. I know, I know. Yeah. I, think I mean, he's a buffoon. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. And it, it it's... Every time I watch him, I think, what are you going to say next? Yeah, it's worrying. Yeah. But the, the, the people... Like, but of course, it's becoming, quite, it's becoming normal practice, isn't it? Well, he's become normalised. Yeah. Yeah. And popular has become normalised. Yeah. And yeah. you know, think like white nationalism has become normalised. and Which never really, thought yeah. I'd see that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched uh, Michael Moore's new film. He did it. He's just done a new job. And, and, yeah. and he said that there's a bit at the beginning where they talk to CNN and Fox News and NBC and all these people and they, and they say that... They're, they're literally saying to camera when Trump gets in, this is going to be awful for you lot, but this is fodder for us. This is this, we are going to dine out on this every single day, yeah. and it's true. You know, they get yeah. their they get their story from him. But when did that become more important than the well, safety exactly. of the country? Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, great. You need your views and all that, great. But like, we're yeah. talking about literal people's lives here. Absolutely, and and you're talking. Yeah, you're talking. I mean, he's he's unbelievably divisive and. Mm. Intentionally divisive. Intentionally divisive. And yeah. he knows exactly yeah. what he's doing. And I think that's, you know, we think mm. he's a big dope yeah. and, and a twat, but actually he's... Well, he's definitely a twat. Yeah, he is a yeah. twat. Yeah. But he's, he's, a, he's a divisive twat. Yeah. And that's, I think that can be, you know, that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. But anyway, let's hope he, <laughs> let's hope he um, retires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just retires. Maybe one day he'll just retire. Just I hope one day, do you know one day he'll just go, live in the condo I can't, somewhere. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I don't want to do it, I'm bored now. now. He's, but he's like that, he looks like yeah. that type of person that would do that. He goes, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So let's hope he does. Let's yeah. hope he's like a toddler and just goes, I don't want to play he, with but this But he anymore. is a toddler. He's a he man-sized toddler. He's a giant baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, okay so after the bill yeah after the bill so uh, I went to drama school and then I left drama school and then and then so you did the drama school thing I mean like you were sort of saying I did yeah you felt like you weren't you know yeah but it wasn't a proper drama I mean you know I can say now you know it wasn't Rada it wasn't Rada and it wasn't you know Lambda and Weber Douglas it was a little tiny place there were eight girls in my year and one boy you know and and but I learnt so much from this from from this man John yeah. Gardner. I, that's where I learnt everything, and and he'd have great people coming in and giving us you know talks, and we'd do workshops and things. So in that respect, I learnt a great deal. Um, but it, it, yeah, I, I don't know how my career would have panned out had I gone to one of the big schools. It's mm. always it's but always one of those things that you go, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have gone to Central, yeah, or if I'd have auditioned for those places. Clearly, you were open. For that, this advice, are you open to learn this kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, and it sounds I'm like you had two amazing influences. The the, per, the teacher that told you mm. focus on acting, yes, 
and which a lot of people, kids don't get. You no, know, they don't. No, and he was he was a mentor for yeah. three years, and, and actually after that as well. And then Mr. Gardner as well. And but clearly you were you were ready and open to learn that stuff. Yeah, and I think you have to be. As I say, you know, it's all yeah, acting is again is about being open yeah. to to um, being directed and and. Yeah, yeah, being open to anything. You know, it's a sponge. Like I said, you know, you're a, you're a sponge. I mean, obviously, this podcast is about blank moments, and I wondered whether the the thing with the dancing was possibly maybe a blank moment where you felt mm. maybe you where do I go now? You yeah, know, oh, it something were, yeah. That you really wanted to do, but then yeah, you, know, you were. And I think you know, I'd I'd always had this I, when I was a little girl. I always wanted to be a ballerina, and uh, I used to go. My next door neighbour used to take me to the ballet every Christmas. She'd save up and then we'd both go out and when I was about five, from, from about five till about nine or ten. And she'd take me every year to Covent Garden to the Royal Opera House. So I always had this idealised uh, version of like, oh, I could do that. And mm. I just wasn't good enough, <laughs> which is really sad. But, um, but probably not actually in the end because dancers' careers are so short-lived. Yeah, and I guess the, I the could physical... do this till I'm about 100 if yeah. I've got my faculties. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will want to watch me, but I can still do it. But it must be a huge physical impact as well. On you, not just yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. My, I mean I, my knees are screwed and my yeah. hips are shot and my groin, you know, every, yeah. I feel it, you know, and that's from doing it. Because I was doing it every day from five to... You what? You know, it's going to do strictly next week. Well, I won't, I, they've never asked me. Well, Would you do it? Right, okay, this they is should. A, although I was, quite, I was quite vocal about those two people that had a little affair. So they probably won't, they probably won't <laughs> yeah. have me on now. Again, I did that on Twitter. And, yeah, yeah. But it's only because I know the, the girl who... Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they ask me, I'll do it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it did, it did have a big effect on my limbs. Yeah. I do feel it now in my 40s. Go, oh, no. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is why I have to go yeah. and to go to the gym and do running and cycling and things just to keep... So I don't seize up, you know. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's terrifying. As you get older, everything starts to go. Oh, I know, oh tell me about it. I've got dodgy knee and... <laughs> yeah. Things. I remember... to come, Jim. Are yeah. Jim's only, only 36. Are you a baby? Oh, wow. Yeah. It'll come. Time will come. 40, mate. That's the year. I started running recently. Did you? Do you do it outside? Yes. See, I try to do it outside and it... it I, I, I run outside. But I mean, do I'm you? Well, I'm lucky. I've got lots of lovely places. Yeah, to of course. Ride, but, yeah, and I like the fresh air. And yeah. I tried to run outside and, and... And I got to the top of my road and into the field and I was like, oh, I yeah. this. I don't want to do... Why is it so hard? Because yeah. I could do it on a treadmill in the, in the gym. Yeah. And then my friend Anushka, who's a brilliant runner, she uh, she said, "No, come and do it with me. We run. We just do two kilometres really slowly, and that was okay." And I, what I realised that I was like, I was sprinting. You're sprinting, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, was yeah. basically running, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then re- and then not understanding why I couldn't breathe, and I kept seeing stars, and I thought I was going to yeah. pass out. But she said, she "said No, we do it. It's like a it's like a fast walk yeah. because you've never run outside before, and you can't just become Mo Farah." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I tried it, and I liked it with her, so I might do it with, with my friend Anushka again, but... Also, I was running with my dog. It's never oh, a good... Because yeah. he gets in, he, he tries gets, to kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he deliberately up. does it. I'm sure he does. He deliberately runs ah. in front of me, and then I trip over him. I, sp- I trip over my dogs about four or five times a day. They get under my feet. They're trying to kill me. <laughs> they, want, <laughs> they want the house for themselves. <laughs> because they don't need the Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Actually, I was just thinking there about running, that building up, sort of not starting fast and building up to it and being consistent. Probably a good metaphor for, for 
work maybe yes your career as well it like is, actually, yeah not sort of running before you can or sprinting before you can run yeah and being consistent like, is, that, is that a fair analogy yeah I mean the thing is I suppose with it with being a dancer you have to train every day whereas with acting you can sort of go for weeks and not do it yeah. and then get a job and go oh no I can oh it's still there <laughs> yeah. oh it's I, that's that's not oh it's exactly the same as it was three weeks ago that's good it's not it's not rusty um I think if you do a play like I did a play a couple of months ago and I hadn't done one since last year and that's a different muscle you have to kind of flex that and and because that's a different learning mechanism in your brain for me anyway it kind of you know you have to keep it in there as opposed to get and rid I, of it and I guess you the rehearsal yeah is that is that chance yeah and it always frightens me whenever I do a play I'm always uh, the minute I take a play the minute I say yeah I'll do that I go I don't do it (laughs) (laughs) why I don't do it I don't do it because I have to learn all this and remember it and retain it and do it every night Mm. and it's that is truly terrifying for me yeah because I'm not like as I say you know I said to you that's not where I started I started in television which is a completely different medium Mm. so it's a it's it's more I have to really uh, discipline myself and and tell myself I can do it because it, it is like being like Shirley Bassey being pushed on stage. I'm like, really? I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Do it. Oh, I'm on. Do you ever get stage fright? Yeah, I mean, not to the point where where I can't yeah. function or I'm sick, but I do go. Oh, I don't. What's my line? I don't know what my first line is. Oh, it's coming up. It, it, yeah. And I, I have sometimes where I don't remember the first line until I'm saying it. Mm. Oh, wow. And there were points in the play I've just done which I loved, where. If you're not in it and watching it, I mean, I drifted off one night and I will never do that again. I thought, I've got no idea what's coming next. I don't know what my line is and it's, I know it's coming and I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't, oh. shit, what am I going to, oh God. And then it, it suddenly came. Wow. But up until that point, I'm thinking, I might walk off. I might have to walk off or shout like, or do something oh, or just make something up. Yeah. yeah. On the ball. Um, and I thought, all oh, my, my, my three co-stars on stage must be looking at me going, why is she sweating? And why does <laughs> she look like a rabbit in the yeah. headlights? But it's such a weird feeling. But maybe they're going for the same scenarios well, they, in their yeah, heads as well. Yeah, you know, I think so. Really like, I mean, we all do, you know, we all come off and go, that was, yeah. that was like an ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different animal. And one that I'm still not completely familiar with. But, I, you know, I do love it. But it terrifies the life out of me. Absolutely. Keeps you alive, yeah. Mm. It does keep you alive. That's why I take plays, that's why I do plays. Is because that thrill is is both devastating and exhilarating. You know, that thrill of oh, I'm gonna perform in front of you people. I've got no idea yeah. what's gonna happen. And it's not just cut. No, and it's you can't go back and do it go, again. Yeah. You have to just plough on through and yeah. then cancel and continue and do the next night. If something fucks up, you have just you ha- have you had moments? Uh yes. Yes, I have. I've had terrible moments where I've not known what I was doing. And I've had terrible nights where it's been a terrible show. Mm. And I thought it's been awful. And my friends have been in. The, That's really good. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. were you watching? Because they don't see it. Because it's no, the first, no, you know, no. but you're telling, you know, you forget a line or you stumble over a speech mm. or you, mm. you know, you, you, you fumble and you make something up. They have no idea. Yeah. So, uh, but you, you will beat yourself up forever for that. So you have to, Vicky Featherston, who's the artistic director at the Royal Court, she gave me the best piece of advice for any kind of thing, for anything. And it was like, cancel and continue. Because if you dwell on it, it becomes this monster and, and you feed it. But if you just let it go, and it's very difficult to do it, but once you learn how to do it, 
it, it's very liberating and it's really it frees you up. It is because also it's you know it's, it's no one's going to die if you forget a line. Yeah, but you yeah. feel like it's the end of the world. Well, and also, like you say, people watching it probably don't even realise. Not so, a clue, you know, no. But obviously it's in, it's in your head. Yeah. And you, know, and I guess, and you magnify it. Yeah, and I guess when you come around, you get through that, then the next time you've got to Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, it's coming up. Yeah. Oh, I know this bit, but it's the next Frank, bit I'm Frank, really yeah, not yeah, clueless yeah. about. Yeah. 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 It's really hard, though, to let, to let things go. Yeah. Um, and I, I tend to hold on to a lot of things. Yeah. I do. I get... I, 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 I don't hold grudges, not really, but I do. I do hold on to things that I like I think I've done wrong, or, or and then I'll turn them into a sort of self hatred thing. I remember when I first started doing stand up, Sarah Millican had said mm. on a podcast somewhere that she gives herself till eleven a.m. the next morning. If it's a great gig, I'm allowed to be like, yes, what a gig. If it's a crap gig, I'm allowed to wallow. But come eleven a.m. the next day, that's, that's brilliant. It. That's really see that. Yeah, I think that's gone. amazing. Yeah. But I think if you, it's, it's about teaching yourself to do that. Mm, and I yeah. think you become, that is tr- that is you become hard. a healthier That's person. A hard it is hard, thought, yeah. but I, if you can, ma- if you can master that, it, it, uh, the weight lifted. Yeah. The anxiety that you don't feel must be great. Yeah. But, but we, do, we do beat, I think we do beat ourselves up a lot. I do. do. You, do I, you, um, I do. Do you get defensive? I find I get defensive when someone's either offering even just critiquing or, or constructive criticism or, or even when I've yeah. done something wrong and even outside of work sometimes like even playing football <laughs> I do a yeah. bad pass it's a really look in yeah. their eyes and I think well, well what was yeah. I supposed to do yeah you tell me come on yeah come on yeah but I do that thing where I go tell me what you thought and you want to hear that was brilliant they go well you know <laughs> And you go, no, don't, don't tell me, no, really no, 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 no. When I say tell me what you thought, you have to say you were, you, to really you were brilliant. You that's <laughs> yeah. what you do. Yeah. That's, what, that's the that's nature of the hope. deployment of this conversation right now is that yeah. I ask you how it was and you say I was brilliant. Yeah. And anything else I don't want to hear because I, yeah. I have a very fragile ego. So please don't do it because I'll just want to go and stick my head in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, you're the one that's supposed to enjoy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hated every second of it because I was up there being really nervous. <laughs> yeah. But, but did, though, but did well, you enjoy Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. such a backhanded. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Gosh, that was an interesting yeah. take on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you've taken something good and you've made it shit. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. And you managed take. to do that. I used to love Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be brilliant, didn't he? When he's done well, he's done really well. Yeah. Yes, I know. But I guess in those moments, actually, even that is feedback of, of itself. And if you can somehow try yeah. and turn that into a positive... You have to develop a really thick skin, yeah. I think. You know? And also, you know, in ter- with, with acting as well, you, know, you get a lot of rejection. You know, I've just been turned down for three jobs. And you just have to go, it's fine, it's not about me. It's just they don't... I'm just not the right type. But it is hard and you have to, you know, you have to compartmentalise it and say it's n- it, can't, it can't be anything to do with you. You yeah. know, it's literally about what they want and you're not the only person that's been turned down because yeah. seven other people will be as well yeah. and there are there's only one job people, aren't there? exactly so, so you do have to yeah. kind of, and every job you get seven or eight other people will it but exactly. it's really hard mm. it is hard because you do take it personally you go well i could have done it yeah so you know when when you when they say they loved you but no well they didn't love me enough did they <laughs> otherwise they'd have had me and what are you like in sort of the downtime moments from work um, well, I like it for about ten minutes, and then I get really bored. So I've been, I've, I've just finished a, a job for Sky One, doing an adaptation of Sue Townsend's book called The Queen and I, 
which is oh, great. Cool. And I play Princess Anne, which is oh, great. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be on Christmas Day, I think. And it's got David Williams in it and Samantha Bond and Johnny Vegas. Francis Did you get Barber. to hang around with wow. horses? Uh, um, Johnny Vegas brings a horse oh, to okay, the cool. estate, so I got to play with this beautiful pony. Oh, wow. But um, but I finished that about three weeks ago. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so pleased. Yeah. And then a week later, I was like, well, it's start work again at some <laughs> point. So you do, start, yeah, and you do think that's your and last job. How long job. the shoot was something like that? It's only four weeks. Okay. Four weeks in Manchester. I mean, it should have been longer, but, um, you know, sometimes just financially, you can't, they can't give you the time, you yeah. know. Um, do you really? Do you really think that's your last job? Do you really? Absolutely. Oh, every single there? time. Every single time. Despite the back catalogue of all this stuff. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I think that's that's me done now. I shall have to do some, devise some theatre education. <laughs> I shall build my own set, and take Macbeth out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, one man show. Yeah, one, one man show. show rather, but um, yeah, yeah, I do. I always think that. I always think that's my last job. Because I think it's a little defence mechanism thing. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that makes me go, well, whatever job does come up, if it does, it's just going to be such a blessing. So yeah. it's it's a weird thing. and I Yeah. But I think it's good to think that. This could be the last podcast. <laughs> see, you <laughs> well, see? I and I think once you think that, you go, oh, no, we've got another one. Oh, we've got another yeah. one coming up. It's brilliant. I guess so. But I think as yeah. well, this is a theme that comes up on the pod regulars, you do have to give yourself the wins. You do have to sometimes be like, hang on, actually. Yeah. I'm really good. Yeah. Like, do you know what? And actually... But it's, and but don't, but it's hard, though, isn't it? Because you don't want to sound conceited and arrogant. Mm, 100%. And so it's a, you tread a fine line of yeah. being humble and, and, you know, all that, and at the same time not wanting to sound like an arrogant piece of shit. Yeah. And I, d- I don't know whether I've... Ma- I ha- well, I haven't mastered it because my default is like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry I'm well, here. Well, yeah, I'm very much like that as well. I apologise. I, I think I can probably do this job. Yeah. Like, really, I, but, yeah. But, 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 you know. There are times when if, if you're not giving yourself the wind, who else is going to do it? Well, exactly. That's, what, that's that LA thing. My friend went to LA and she'd done this amazing uh, one-off um, special on, on television about a woman who was... Uh, found dead in her flat and, and it, huge rave reviews she was brilliant and she went to America to off the back of that and uh, she walked into a executive's office and uh, they said so we, we love this you were so brilliant we think you're amazing and she started to be self-deprecating she went oh no 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 I'm sorry I, you know don't say that and they they literally went oh okay well thank you very much <laughs> because because they believe in sell you are a brand you are you have yeah. to sell yourself and she was like wow that was a real wake-up call for me yeah. about being self-deprecating and humble wow. when actually what you should do is go thank you very much yeah and it take but it does take a lot to do that i think to just go oh, thank you very much and i'm sort of learning to do that yeah because yeah, you've been on some big shows now I ha- yeah, yeah yeah and and when people do say like oh i loved you in sherlock now i go oh well thanks that's nice thank you yeah. where i used to go <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me I don't like it well I was going to say I think like seeing on t- obviously we follow each other on Twitter mm. you've got a very loyal fan base oh they're amazing yeah. they are yeah. I, I love my little fans on Twitter they are just so beautiful they're, they're beautiful there is and I and I d- appreciate every yeah. bit of it I do and, I, and, and they are beautifully loyal and gorgeous girls and they've all you know they've all they're, they're all little vulnerable making their way in the world and they're going to they're going to do great things i have no doubt but there's you know there is a core group of girls that follow me 
And the love is just, it's beautiful. And, and it's, it's, you know, I always appreciate that. So yeah. if anyone ever comes up to me in the street and says, oh my God, are you, you know, you Amanda Abington? And I go, yeah. Because I'm always surprised when people do that still. I'm like, huh, what? Yeah. What? No. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah am I? Oh God, no, no, I am. Yeah, no, no. Um, so I'm always very, and I always give them a cuddle and say, thank you so much. That's really made my day. Because it does, you know, yeah. things like that. Mm. I think if you dismiss that, it's... It's really counterproductive, and, mm. and again, it kind of hardens your heart a little bit. You have to be, you know, it's it's all about the love, yeah. You know, Absolutely. and 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 they are so gorgeous, and and I do love them very much. And they are they come to see everything I do, and they always send me little cards and gifts, and they're just and and I love them dearly. They're they're fabulous, My, you know, because they I wouldn't be doing this, and I wouldn't be in things if it wasn't for them because they watch the shows and they. Mm. They champion them, and and you have to appreciate that. Otherwise, why are you doing it? That's part of it. Do you ever feel a sense of responsibility sometimes when yes. you've got such a nice following yeah. to then be someone that pushes more love and acceptance yes. and support? Yes, but I've always done world. that. I've always been one of those people that that is 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 very. I want people to love each other and look yeah. after each other. I've I've never. Yeah, I think it's vitally important mm. that we we base our ethos on life on love i do i think it's 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 the it's the beating heart of 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 how we interact it's and it's much easier to be nice than it is to be nasty it It takes less energy to be a nice person than it does to be an absolute asshole it just does does. and also it's good for you you know the stress levels just diminish if you're a nicer person if you just and you know and you can be up against people that are idiots out there and but you just breathe it, you know, you take a deep breath and go, it doesn't matter, it's fine. Have you had, okay. to, have you had to deal with that in work, people that you... I've had a few, yeah, I've had a few challenging people that I've worked with. But actually what has been beautiful is that the rest of the people of the, in the cast have, have, have realised it and we've all kind of had a little bit of solidarity and actually turned it into something that's actually quite funny. Mm. And as long as, long as it doesn't get to you too much, because it can be quite wearing if you're working with somebody very difficult, you think, come on, mate. It's, just, yeah. it's acting. Stop making it so difficult. Yeah. You're making it, it's only as difficult as you make it. Yeah. This could be a beautiful job for you, or it could be hell on earth. It's up to you. So you just have to let them do it, and then you take the piss out of them behind their back, <laughs> or you take the piss out in front of them. And you know, yeah, I used yeah. to, I used to do that with somebody I worked with, and I used to basically end up calling him all the names under the sun, and and he'd go, "You're really funny," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, we're trying yeah, to get yeah, you through yeah, this because yeah, yeah. you, I'm also being yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah. get this done." <laughs> but yeah, that, you're thankf- in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, I've not worked with that many people who are assholes. No, there's been a few I could count on one hand. Generally, they've all been really lovely, which is great because it makes your job so much easier. Well, especially if you're in a job where you're not choosing to work with these people. Or something no, like and you're thrown together. Yeah, you are yeah. thrown together and you in, in, in their long hours and you have to, you know, you're, you're making this thing, um, whether it be in a, in a rehearsal room, in a theatre or, a, you know, a film or, a t- you know, you have to do the best you can. And I think you will have And to do you think that those people are difficult because do you think it's ego, anxiety? Are they, do you, what do you think is driving I their... Think it's a, I think it's a mixture of everything. I think it's a mixture of ego and I think it's a mixture yeah. of being told that, that, you know, that they should behave like that. And I mm. think it's habit and I think it's t- it's being scared of what you're doing as well. Mm. I, I find that people that are terrified I mean, of their job... They've got vulnerabilities about them that, you know, is obviously coming yeah. in, a, in a defensive way. But I think anyone that doesn't want to get up and work or do the job... 
Jasper wants to talk about it for like two weeks, yeah. you're terrified of acting. Mm, yeah. You're terrified of it. So you want to, you, you want to, you know, you want to analyze it and make it academic when actually it's not about that. It's about getting up and moving it around. And I'm always very wary of people that say, let's just sit about and talk about it for another week. Like, no, why? Why would you want yeah. to stop talking? Yeah, let's, let's just, just role play. Let's actually let's just do, let's do just it. Let's just get yeah. up and do the script. Yeah. Because that's what we're here for. Yeah. And, and I've had, I've been in several rehearsal rooms where we've talked about it for weeks and then had like a week's rehearsal and gone, well, this is good, isn't it? Because we're not prepared now because yeah. we've been chatting <laughs> yeah. about my character for three weeks. Great. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. But we're all terrified of things we do sometimes. So there's, there's different ways of, of doing yeah. it. Yeah. It's okay to be terrified. It is. I think it can be healthy to be terrified because you, you know, I think it's, it can be quite creative if you're yeah. terrified. Do you think it's sometimes better than just to go straight in, not have rehearsal time for? Or do you think there's a benefit? I think there is a benefit to rehearsal time is how you utilise it. So if you, <clears throat> if you get, you know, I, I, my idea, perfect idea of a rehearsal time is to read whatever you're doing around the table talk about it <clears throat> for about a day and and sort of like you know mark the script and work out what you know what they're saying in each scene and then get up and start playing with it yeah because the more familiar you are with it <clears throat> the more you have the luxury of playing with it and also in a way is it like it then gives you opportunities to get it wrong like it's okay to get <clears throat> it absolutely. wrong absolutely you can fail i think it's brilliant yeah. to fail I think you've, you've some some of you know some of the best things I've ever done I've done through failing you know for, yeah. through you know getting up and making an idiot of myself yeah because you you um, you chip away that facade of I have to be perfect it's, you don't you know you can there's a beauty in failing and 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 picking yourself up and make because it makes you stronger it makes you a stronger person absolutely it's yeah. great I totally agree I think also sometimes it's better to fail. Yeah, I think so. Well, it's a, such a huge learning curve, you know. If you if you if you succeed in everything you do, yeah. I mean, what does that that just? It must make you into. Well, it must make you like Donald Trump. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sort yeah. of like deeply, highly yeah. insensitive, and and not in any way empathetic, mm, yeah. or aware of your surroundings. If you're constantly getting it right, I don't. You know. Yeah. Why would or you want to, to get it right? Yeah. Why would you want to get everything right all the time? It's yeah. great. What you know? have you learned from that? Yeah. Literally mm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which then we, we normally sort of round off the pod by asking our guests for their advice on blank moments to people listening so right. what advice would you pass on to anyone listening who is having blank moments either creatively if they're doing creative stuff or other industries or, or whatever well when I have a blank moment I uh, I breathe because breathing we sort of forget to breathe I think as as humans we don't take in a breath and just take in a moment and just be. So I do that. I have a good cry because I think that's really cathartic. Yeah. I always, I'm, I'm forever crying at various things. Um, but I do think it's very healthy yeah. to, to, to let go of whatever you're holding on to. And then, you know, get, getting out in the fresh air, walking, being at one with, you know, walking anywhere or just... It, it's about feeding your soul, I think. And yeah. it's about... Um, and looking after your soul and not not wanting not not being afraid to be a bit self-indulgent in terms of that you know yeah. allowing yourself to just be yeah um because that's when creativity will start flowing again and that's when you can start um looking out into the world again you know i think whenever i've had a blank moment <clears throat> which i do quite a lot you know because i'm a single mum and two kids and you're juggling and and everything can seem sometimes quite bleak or yeah. you know horrible um it's all about breathing it's all about breathing in and, and and also you know 
we're here for a very short space of time and if anything during this past week if anything's taught me anything is that that you know our lives are precious and we are all you know we're all really important and and somewhere you're really important to somebody and you're really important to somebody and we need you around yeah we need good people around and uh about spreading the love and you have to look after yourself. You do have to look after yourself. And it's about looking after your, as I say, it's about looking after your soul and about looking after not just your physical body, but your ment- you know, the, mentally and emotionally, just, just checking in every now and again, going, are we okay? Are we good? Is this all right? We c- okay, we can move forward and I can, you know, I can give you some time and love, yeah. and, but making sure that you're actually giving yourself that as well. And having that conversation I think, with yourself, actually. Yeah, I think forget, you know, we forget to love ourselves and we forget to look after ourselves and like ourselves. Yeah. You know, you only have to look if, you know, you're both very popular people, you have families, you know, you, you have people who love you. Like attracts like, you know, you, 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 you attract what, you attract love, you know, you yeah. attract, if, if you're a good person with yeah. a good heart and a good spirit, you'll attract that. And or if, you, or if, you're if trying, you put that out. If you're and if you're trying, trying it, it's all about trying, yeah. But if you put that out, you will get it back. Yeah. You don't, you know, don't, no, don't be the Grinch, I think is my... <laughs> That's good advice. Never be, never <laughs> be, be the, the Grinch. Grinch. Not in the first two thirds of the film. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. That's it. Be the last Grinch. You be the last Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I might get that put on a poster. Yeah, yeah. Be the last Grinch. <laughs> be the, yeah. Yeah. If in doubt, be the last Grinch. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, Amanda Abington, thank you oh, so yeah, much for joining us. Thank you so much, so much for no, having thank, me. I've thank had you. Such a nice no, time. really appreciate you coming down. Thank it's you. Really it's been lovely. Well, Jim, that was Amanda Abington. Yeah, what an amazing what chat. What a great pod to start yeah, off 2019. So oh, and Amanda, do you know what? Amanda is genuinely one of the nicest people. Yeah. Just such a lovely soul. Yeah. And it was just a real pleasure to sit with She's her. She's one of those people that's just like, you marvel when you're with them because they've got so much energy and so much positivity yeah. and they're so interesting. You just want to sit for hours. You can kind of see why. Well, I know Amanda's got a very hardcore fan base. Yeah. And, you, and I see it on Twitter all the time because um, I follow her on Twitter. And you can see why. She's just got yeah. this warmth about her yeah. that everyone sort of is drawn to. Yeah. It's just a natural, it's just naturally her. And yeah. yeah, she's just a lovely human being. Yeah. And it was a really great chat. And as you say, we went to so many places. Yeah, yeah. it was really interesting. Um, which was really fascinating. Um, and yeah, and I feel like this is probably the pod I think I've learned the most from. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so, in terms of everything, really, in, in terms of her career, but in terms of the way she deals with people on Twitter and, and all the politics and stuff we talked about. I think, uh, yeah, I took, I took away probably most from this pod. And yeah, I have from every pod we've done. Yeah, yeah. But this well, was a really so interesting lucky, one. And it's just, yeah, again, what this is just such a great thing we've got going on here with the Blank Pod. Yeah. You know, it's it's gone beyond my wildest dreams when we first con- conceived yeah. it. And, yeah, and it's just been such a pleasure to talk to these people. So, yeah. So thanks to Amanda so much for joining us. Yes, thank you, Amanda. And if you want to learn a bit more about the Blank Podcast, you can follow us on various different social media platforms. Well, we're on the big ones, aren't we? Facebook, yeah. Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is the same. It's 
at blank pod it is indeed and if you want to email us you know if you fancy a chat or you want to email something longer than 280 characters um, our email is hello at the blank podcast.com it is indeed um, and we're back again next Wednesday we are with another with another guest another amazing guest yeah. I mean yeah I'm just blown away I, th- I mean lovely people saying they'll come and talk to us the, the pods we had before the new year were brilliant and I can't believe that we're co- sort of continuing this on and we keep getting amazing guests on. Yeah. Every week I feel like, oh, next week's guest is good because they are all good. And I feel like I've made sort of, you know, eight new friends and <laughs> next week will be number nine. And it's just... It's the main reason yeah. you, did, you did this, isn't I it? I haven't just got any friends. Get, yeah. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, Giles, thank you very much for, for, for being you, here. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next week on The Blank Podcast. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.